0: Hi, I'm Wendy Akomala Fekalu, Storyteller at Flutterwave. Welcome to the first ever episode of The Wave, a podcast where we have conversations with real people about finance, business, failures, and everything in between. Our first guest is a CEO, a rapper, a hip-hop recording artist, a producer, and he's even done a TED Talk. We spoke to Judah Baga, popularly known as M.I.A. Baga, about the business of music the music of business, his successes as the CEO of Chocolate City Music, failures, lessons, and so much more. It would be really nice to have, like, this really, like, you know, this American podcast, how nice they sound. It's like. <laughs> welcome to, no, 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 with their vocal fry. Anyway, anyway. I actually would like to know how you describe yourself.
1: Um, I would describe myself as, um, I don't know, this is a pretty hard question to answer, yeah? Um, I'm the guy, (laughs) I describe myself as the guy, sort of thrust into, you know, leadership positions that I never expected to be in. Um, I tell the story about how I was driving back home from the mainland when Audi told me that he wanted me to take over as CEO. And I, I, uh, I maybe could have seen the signs in hindsight, but I never expected it. And um, I nearly crashed my car as soon as he said it. I was like, "What? Like, you want me to be what?" And then it took me like a three-month, four-month process to like actually, you know, have conversations with him and understand why he wanted me to take over. But um, I'm so I'm just a guy. I'm literally, you know, they, they say this thing about a lot of young, a lot of men that were actually small boys pretending to be grown up. As we yeah yeah and I. I there's that in myself I love music I love football I love people I have a very small um, small circle around me you know family is very important to me you know um,
0: yeah. okay so going back to the conversation with Aldo, yeah. you've now been CEO for four years yeah. right CEO of Chocolate City Music what are your top three moments where you were just like I actually don't know what I'm doing I'm very confused.
1: <laughs> top three today or um... top, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> top three in the past four years or in the past year.
1: Um so uh, the the thing that Audu I guess saw that he made me see you around was I think my ANR ability. So that's a studio so like about being able to hear talent. Um my sort of my mind when it comes to like promoting like the way I I see ideas and the way I'm like okay this is going to work and then my relationship with the artist and sort of my credibility Mm -hmm. and what I'm built on. Now these three things have almost nothing to do with like the dictionary definition of being a CEO. Yeah. Right? And um, I would have like 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 around the end of every year I would have like um, I would have like foresight into a thing that I would have to develop the next year. So, like, maybe it's, like, how to build effective teams. I would know that, okay, all next year I need to be studying how to build effective Fixed teams. teams yeah. I, I knew how to talk to artists. I knew how to get them signed. But now I needed the team to execute what they wanted them to do. And I, I would need to be able to put the team and, under, and let them fail and get the proper feedback mm-hmm. and sort of weed out people who, like, communicate wrongly through failure. Like, when they fail, they're afraid and, you know. Um, and then another year was, like, understanding the loop between and this is where most businesses die the loop between investment and and,
0: and yeah, cooking, yeah 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 yeah. Right? yeah
1: and understanding that okay every real time every time you spend money in real time you know it has consequence and has a time limit to which is going to affect your business it's mm-hmm. going to cost you a job it's going to cost you you know um, more investment it's going to cost you somebody losing the, you know whatever um, and so Almost every year around December, I would go into the next year knowing that I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But it sort of um, excited me when I could see clearly what I didn't know, because then I could just go and learn it. Like, okay. I think a lot of times when you don't know that you don't know, then you're in more trouble than if you're yeah, very yeah, clear. Than if like, you're hey, aware, yeah. I need to understand this particular thing about like finances. Like last year was a very like numbers year for me. So I would ask like I talk to an accountant and ask like very like like, what is the tax code for Nigeria? Like mm-hmm. from scratch, <laughs> like yeah, don't tell stuff. me like oh today there's the no tell me from the beginning, when in 1961 when Nigeria, like, <laughs> you know. But then, as long as I know what I need to learn, it's easy, right? Like you could it's easier, you, to just learn it. Um,
0: Are there moments when you've like, you thought you know you knew something and then you've acted on it or something and then just didn't work out? And there was no reason for it or you thought you had all your eggs laid out and everything mm-hmm. and it just didn't work
1: absolutely i'll tell you so in fact strategic from a strategic point of view the last four years
0: mm-hmm. of
1: my leadership at traffic city we've technically been doing the wrong thing now <laughs> i explain what that means okay so when you take over as a ceo or whatever and you go and look up in- information on the on the web about music, record labels they're going to tell you that a record label is an organization that does these things and this is how it's done you divide these things into departments what we are finding out is mm-hmm. that the successful artists the most successful artists have a completely different structure and the structure is very it's it's very like um, what, what's that the word for how you describe the shape of an amoeba it's shapeless. Um, yeah, it's this. a word that they use, but it's like. I may Yeah. I It's a word. I remember what it is, and I'll, I'll bring it back because I need to drop heavy lingo for you. <laughs> but um, so we're finding out like David Doe will be like we have like two people on this team, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just be able to execute at a very high level because now customers are so content driven that that's really the only thing they care about. And they're so equipped to find content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole premise of you developing your market channels in entertainment business is wrong because the customers are finding out, finding themselves. They have Twitter, they have Facebook, they have Instagram. They will come to the content if it's dope. You don't need to spend time worrying about promotions anymore or really? worrying about this is what we're finding out right today. So again, you have to think about the fact Mr. Easy, how many people on his team? Look at what he's doing. Mm-hmm. David O, how many people on his team? Like, literally, these guys are putting up insane numbers with a team of two or three people. They will have relationships and partnerships with different organizations other people, yeah. that have, you know, specialized in doing things. So, but, I mean, from your time at Chocolate City, you know I was, like, driving the promotions, conversation of, yeah. like, we need to figure out how to do promotions right. We need to know what mapping is. We need to have a proper strategy. We need to know how we're spending. How do we... We need to know business development and mm-hmm. build a team around business development and... Um, again I, I will say that sometimes in entrepreneurship you make an expensive an expensive mistake yeah but I think the journey of entrepreneurship is is more about learning ways not to do it than learning the way to get it done. Like I think as soon as people get it done, they sort of become bored like oh complacent
0: yeah yes, yeah just like,
1: oh, okay, I can do this now. But the real, like, creative guys, like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, they were always like, "Okay, this is done. What next?" Mm. And it was more about the fact that it's more about their failures. Like, they tell you all the ways that they didn't get it right. Like, oh, we had to uh-huh. try this, and this didn't work, and you know, and that that helps them too.
0: Is it kind of like when people say that artists uh, they create more? Don't take offense, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. they create better music when they're hungry and starving than when they are like. Absolutely,
1: I think that they're different. Um they Are different. Why do you say don't take offense because you think I'm not starving? <laughs> I'm starving, Sorry. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> um, I think it's a different um, that's that's a different context. I think that um, that has more to do with fans and it has to do with the artist. That's my personal opinion, but um, I do understand how mm. you know,
0: yeah,
1: how there's a parallel between the two
0: it's almost like okay. if you're not failing you're not really learning anything exactly. yeah. yeah that that makes perfect sense um
1: but as a successful artist you could fail at a very you look at davido and whiskey over the last few years one of the things that keeps them in pop culture or burner boy is the fact that they they keep having these moments that everyone will say oh this is the end of their career mm. right and but and it's able to be so culturally impactful because they're so big that's why i said it's about the fan base yeah because if you're if you try to To be static at that phase, of course, it's not going to work. But I feel like artists can still be super successful, you know, with new roles today.
0: Fair enough. Um, So okay, so there's Emma Abaga, the artist. Mm. There's Jude Abaga, the CEO, and I mentioned there's Jude. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like different roles and different shoes that you wear. But like, do you ever have moments where like? those personalities are conflicting or yeah. where you do something and you're like actually I shouldn't have done that this is what an artist would do but as a CEO I should have made a different decision or something like that
1: yeah I think yeah I think for the last four years the person in the driver's seat has been Judah you know and I mm. make more I mean Judah Baga that's the CEO that yeah I make decisions more more from you know that point of view than as an artist um, I don't know if I ever really was like in terms of like how Nigerians view artists like they're very immersed in the personality I think I've always tried to avoid that because I've always known that you know one day you guys are going to be like Emma I thank you very much for coming um, <laughs> we no longer
0: <laughs> we need no your longer services have anything
1: for anything more you have to say um, and so I don't want to be like some guy like tattoos across my face this incredible you know i bleach my teeth to stand out you know and um then you guys are like, we're good. So I've always, throughout my career, I've always kept, you know, my privacy very important to myself and, um, being probably one of the most average, you know, like musicians. I, I dress a certain way that okay. is, that a normal guy can dress. When you, know? you say
0: average, do you mean like, music-wise? As, as a guy. Oh, as like, oh, me, right, yeah. Like, brand-wise. Like,
1: I, I, you know I mean? I, I really, like, I drive myself. I don't have a big posse. i you know, mm-hmm. I'm just, um,
0: Big is relative.
1: I mean, ninety percent of the time I'm alone. True. True. And most artists are with like a thousand people.
0: Yeah. True. Like you go
1: in the house, it's like, and if you see me, if you see me like on Wednesday evening, I'm home alone. I'm watching Netflix or something. Um, so
0: it's very easy, interesting how you've been able to manage that as well. Like imagine an artist now that blows up. In is do you think it's a personality thing? Like. Um, an artist that blows up in this time yeah. that is, manages to find time to be alone and to just be away from the whole artist of it all. Just like stay on your own. I want to watch Netflix today. Yeah. I don't really want to have 10 people around me trying to say yes, yes, yes. Do you think it's a personality thing or do you think it's like... Um, I- I
1: think most human beings want that. Most human beings need some sort of, like you need boundaries around your life. You need hedges. I think fame tells you and the whole experience of being a celebrity tells you, I want that from you, but in turn turn, I'm going to exchange it for like more money and more fame and more love than you ever got. Mm -hmm. Gradually you find that money and that the most important thing is love and that you are not going to get that from money or fame. And then I think every artist is going to gradually find their way back there to okay. the point where there are, there are fewer people around them so again if you look at any artist that's sort of been in the game let say around 10 years you're going to find that it's a consistent and small group of people around them
0: mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know you
1: look at Two-Face his team is very, very small, small yeah. very lean even Whiskey recently his team is few people like when they were doing the whole the baby mama issue came about and they said, "Oh he does, he's not close to any of his guys." Mm-hmm. A lot of the feedback that came back was saying, no, he's been with this one guy for six years now. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the guy stays in his house and the guy's his go-to guy." So I think as part of the human experience, you know that's why human means get married. You want something solid that you can build on you know a part of why human means get married. Um, you want something solid you can build on and as an artist, the sooner you make the choice to do that, the more fulfilled you'll be in your personal life. but it will come with collateral damage to your career
0: you know so you always have to make that choice yes you at
1: some point you have to make the
0: choice okay that's very interesting so i'm going to ask you another question right about your tedx metama um talk talk um i want i understand what you're saying from a like you okay basically you said that artists should build up right as opposed to branching instead of branching Off, they should branch out, right? So, you're building a huge network of people. But do you think the benefits only apply to certain instances? So, from a business perspective, it's beneficial because it means that you're generating income from so many like branches of your tree, yeah. But then, from the artist's perspective, what do you think is the benefit of that?
1: Okay, so philosophically, and this is the top. This is the top of what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Philosophically, the problem I see is that as a people, black, African, Nigerian, whatever sect you want to use, we are not really contributing in terms of like, the conversation the world is having about impact, it's mm-hmm. making money, whatever. And I say to myself, that always puts us out of the driver's seat and allows people to take advantage of us Allowed us Allows us to suffer And our people to suffer immensely And so I say to myself Why is that? So let's use the music industry For instance um, There are maybe 10 artists That will gross Over a couple million dollars a year And In Nigeria? In Nigeria mm-hmm. Maybe 10 mm-hmm. The rest of them will Sort of split this You know hopefully in 2020 or 2021 they said 70 something million dollars and I showed an example I don't know if it was at that speech I showed an example I said there's a company called Gibson Guitar that mm-hmm. went out chapter 11 and they were bailed out with 80 million dollars now this is a company that is not even it's not a, it's not 1% of the music business mm-hmm. our whole music business is what the bailout for Gibson guitar Guitar, yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) was. And the question is why why does that keep happening? What is it about Apple that allowed some of the smartest people in tech, some of the smartest people in money management, some of the smartest people in design, Mm -hmm. some of the smartest people in not just design of product but design of organization. Like how organizations should run. Come together and make an impact and change the world and reap the benefits of that change that they gave to the world. Yeah. And today we have a product that is starting to influence the world culturally and it's being sold off piece by piece. Piece by piece. And so it's from that thinking, if you understand the philosophy of what I'm saying, I'm saying to myself that every artist wants individuality until they're sick.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: or until they're broke. And then it's like, hey, we need to come together, the industry needs to. But throughout the time when you had all the power and all the fame and all the, you weren't investing in the industry. So it's not going to be there for you when, you're, when you need it, mm-hmm. right? And if we don't start to think together, if Don Jazzy, myself, Banky W, this is our own generation, don't sit in the room and say, we have a product that we basically pioneered mm-hmm. and it's changing the world and we're not receiving any of the benefits of it. And we don't control what is going to happen to it going forward. You know, that's, that's a problem. You know, it's a big, big problem. And, um, I don't know. I don't know so much about the tech world. I'm speaking in Rwanda, um, in like a few weeks. And what I want to talk about is, 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 about the will of Silicon Valley, about why Bill Gates invested in Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Why did he bail him out when Apple was about to go down? Steve Jobs came back and said, Hey, I need money to get this done. I think he gave him $500 million. I don't, I don't remember exactly what remember exact number was, but cash. Like, you need this, I'm going to give you. I'll
0: give you, but you're my competitor.
1: $500 million. That's what it takes. To focus on something and solve a problem for the world. Right?
0: And the industry, yeah.
1: Not, I mean, we're, we're, we're there's a global race that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. What has Nigeria given to the world? Fella. <laughs> and even that, at its height, the most money the product has made wasn't made by Nigerians. Mm-mm. So the point is, we need to start having a conversation about saying, we can't continue being creators and reaping none of the benefits. And the reason is because, or one of the reasons I'm postulating is because we're so divided. You know, we're so divided. It would be great. Like, I hope that the CEO of Flutterwave is thinking about being number one on Mm -hmm. Earth. Right? Mm -hmm. But, did the money for Flutterwave come from Nigerians? Mm
0: -hmm. No.
1: And if it didn't, then understand that most likely the benefits will not be reaped by Nigerians. So the question is, Who are the guys that have the money? You need to get involved in Nigeria today. Mm
0: -hmm. You need
1: to get involved and you need to find young Nigerians. If not, the whole conversation we're having about country and voting and election and everything, it's already dead in the water because the benefits of our best minds, all the fruits that they're going to produce over the next 20, 30 years, it's not going to be Nigerian. It's not going to be Nigerian. It's already right now. The whole conversation, as I can see, the whole conversation about tech is being, the real estate is being acquired. By angel investors from the west. Yeah, mm. you know all our best talent. They can probably rely on somebody who has a plus one number. They could probably—that's probably their most reliable phone call than someone that has a plus two, three, four number. Yeah, yeah. Today, and you know the my, I, I, As I was saying, like the music business is my like you know vantage point to look at this problem, but it really affects everything.
0: Everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Um. so I sort of went on a rant.
0: No rants are fine. <laughs> rants are great. Can,
1: can you yeah. ask like
0: Yeah what? please.
1: Yeah yeah. You
2: you have the audio that you can edit it right. really mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> a lot of this talk I think um I feel like the new age um artists cannot relate to a lot of this talk about building an industry because I think it's because of the nature of the way uh, the way the music industry is stru- structured right now. You can't it's very easy to record, right? You can put your song up on Instagram if people like it. You get streaming, like people start streaming your music and all of that. So some people don't, a lot of these guys don't understand the music industry part of it yet. Right? And there are a lot of guys like that. A lot of guys. So how do you think the industry, how is the industry going to meet these guys? Should I meet them halfway or... How is the industry going to actually so indoctrinate them into this mindset of let's build? Let's build as a collective. Mm. Right? Mm. Especially when i are trying
0: to survive.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah. you're asking There's also that.
1: You're asking the question that will only be answered in, in the history books. No one knows how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We'll only be able to look back and say how it happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You okay. know, Is am I going to be a hundred years removed from the problem? Am I going to be somebody that's hit someone in one footnote to say M.I. once said this. My father told me of a guy called M.I. that was his favorite artist that, that inspired him to, you know, and I just remembered as a kid, you know, and I'm the person that solved the problem. I don't know. Um, but in terms of how I postulate it could be practically done today, I think that um, we can look at what's happening between Spotify and Apple Music and the artists today. So you can see clearly that Spotify has like a one-on-one relationship with its, its first customer, which are the artists. So if Taylor Swift is upset with Spotify, or she'll have like a, I'm gonna to go to their office and talk to them, or DJ Khaled and Instagram. And that when they don't, when the companies don't have that relationship, the companies suffer for it. Yeah. So when DJ Khaled went to Instagram and said, hey, I got y'all if you guys got me, and Instagram said, yeah, thank you very much. I mean, we appreciate you, but it's a platform, we created it. You see what happened, right? Um,
0: Just for people that don't know what happened, what happened? Yeah, I mean,
1: all of a sudden, um, they lost the the, um, the most vibrant content <laughs> because not Instagram, Snapchat. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I sorry. said Instagram. But what happened was that he went to Snapchat, and everyone was saying, "DJ Khaled needs to be one of the brains behind Snapchat because in numbers we were going to Snapchat because of, because DJ, of Khaled. DJ Khaled. He was the yeah. most exciting content on it." And then all of a sudden, Instagram opened this new thing. He was able to combine his already Instagram audience and do more things with Instagram, and that went. And Instagram, of course, represents a bigger yeah. company that's trying to solve bigger problems for artists. So mm-hmm. it's a safer bet to be on that side. Um, and yeah, with us here today, um, whether is I, I don't even know who owns the Nigerian platforms. <laughs> so we think about Techno Boom Player. It's definitely not owned by Nigerians, Mm -hmm. you know. But um, whoever the tech guys are that are looking at, and the money guys, they are both important. And the policy makers need to sit down and look and say, we have a product that's changing the world, and we need to provide support to people that have solutions. So if you were to walk into Chocolate City office today, you would know that we've been trying to solve these problems for years, we have possible answers and if you gave us a billionaire today we would know what to do with it to try to solve the problem and I think that that's the thing that we miss we miss the money that is spent on trying you know Mm. in the states we miss how how much was spent before the first space shuttle took off
0: yeah yeah
1: and so everybody's like well like you go into a meeting at a bank or whatever and they're looking at you like well you know I, I imagine like Bosun in in like their first conversations with like Nigerian banks and people were looking at them like <laughs> <laughs> oh what you want, to, you want to what and then they sit down with some young guy in a t-shirt in Silicon Valley and he's like oh that sounds like a great idea tell me how many people do you have with you
0: mm-hmm.
1: can you show me what the code looks like alright how much do you guys think you need mm-hmm. let's try we're playing a completely different game in yeah. understand? we're playing a completely different game so I tell you Chocolate City is set up to try EME is set up to try Maybe music is set up to try today. And we have smart people in each of these companies that could try it. We just need, and we've been knocking on doors, we've been begging, and I bet you that if money does come to these companies, it's not going to be Nigerian money, unfortunately. You know, we've been begging. There's nobody. I've, I've met every, anywhere that a Nigerian tells you that people have money, I've literally met with people there. Whether legal or illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I've met with everyone. We need money to solve this problem we can see it's the craziest thing you can see the product is selling you can see it yeah you can go to the market and see tomatoes are selling then you say but what was the data <laughs> on on tomato i'm a market's man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't have data
1: i don't have data <laughs> oh okay well uh, i'm not really sure i'm not really sure i'm gonna you know mm-hmm. but look over the wall and see what's happening there you're like, oh, tomatoes, you want to grow tomatoes because you heard tomatoes are selling in Nigeria. What do you need? Here's $10 million, go figure it out. You know what I mean? Do yeah. any me different. Um,
0: I wanted to ask that as an individual, what drives you? Like, as a, an individual who, serves, who plays many roles, what mm. drives you?
1: Good question, man. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> when people ask me questions, I'm like, why would you ask me <laughs> that? <laughs> like, what do I know? I think that um, that's, your parents have like a 10-year window to, to give you the software that will determine who you are for the rest of your life.
0: Mm. So
1: if they can get you to to be excited about knowledge and excited about excited about learning and excited about... Um, I think we're fine. Let me check. Yes.
0: Okay.
1: Yes, we are fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so... <clears throat> if your parents can get you to be excited about knowledge and excited about... And get positive feedback when you achieve something at a young age. It will sort of become your emotional like DNA and um, it will be there
0: mm-hmm.
1: as you as you grow and the better schools you go to you know it's sort of like if you, you read the book Um Tipping Points, mm-hmm. you know he mm-hmm. s- sort of talks about how like the best people are sort of just shepherded you know through schools and I listened to someone yesterday say that that the uh, the exam for Harvard and MIT and all these schools is not about the education you learn there, mm-hmm. but it's about who you're going to be learning with. Right. it's actually about the the ex- the value is in the the cutoff point. The value is not in the education because you can go to a community college and read the same books. Okay. But it's about the community who you're going to be around, mm. other smart people that are going to push you, and so that's where the value is. The value is the cutoff that not everyone can get into Harvard. And um, when I think about that, I think that you know the most driven people in nigeria i think you know you check their backgrounds they're going to have parents that were around parents that were successful to some part parents that either had access to like tv where they could get information and and tell my their parents hey i like this thing and the parents would be like oh that's my boy mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the first 10 years that sort of becomes your emotional makeup and it pushes you but i i i don't pretend that my answer is correct this is just my personal opinion i don't know you know
0: okay So um, is there any, how do I explain this? Um, Basically, as a person, a few things. So like for me, 2019, I'm trying to be more comfortable with failure just because um, I think I've lived a life where I thought that life was going to balance out or something. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is Is there something that, or is there a saying that you live your life around? Just kind of like something that someone said to you Hmm. that basically serves as the basis for how you relate as a businessman, how you relate as an artist, how you relate as a son, how you relate as a anything?
1: Hmm. Another good question. I don't know. He who is not busy being born is busy dying. It's one probably. Oh, that's so, interesting. Every year, I, I'm like, okay, like last year I said, I want to start editing, you know, video editing. And I started from scratch. And I just started learning. Um, and I want to continue building on that and just learn something completely outrageous. Just mm-hmm. pick a book about, I don't know, whatever. And and start and read it. If I'm bored, I'll throw it away, whatever, but to keep learning... Um, Something around being content, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because especially now you can compare yourself. Like this, I think the one of the biggest challenges for our young people today is shutting the voice that tells you that person is better than you, you know? Um, And then I've always, my parents tell me that even as a young kid, I was very empathetic. So I'm very people, like I really want people that are around me to be okay. I really Mm -hmm. want to take care of people and I've identified that that's something that is of value to me mm-hmm. so maybe those things um yeah I mean then the love for music the rest of it is like you know I'm passionate about music I'm passionate about you know giving young artists a chance um Yeah, sorry, I
0: don't have anything. (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) You said like three things. I
1: didn't say anything. I made everyone
0: cry. (laughs) Um, Last question is going to be a cliche question, but I think it's important. What does the future hold for Chocolate City Music, for Jude Abaga, the CEO, for Emma Abaga, the artist? That's a good question.
1: I think being a CEO is realizing that you can do anything. Like, if you're a good CEO, you realize that it doesn't matter what company you're at. Like, you could. I don't think I'm there yet, but I, I think I have enough of the tools that I could go and work at an oil company. If, if I didn't, if no one would die if I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but because it's it really just about leadership. And the best leaders understand that you are completely at the mercy of the people you're leading it's not about you it's not about your idea like I had the thought last year where I was like saying to myself I don't even know why I even argued with anyone about anything Mm -hmm. it's not about my opinion at all like it's inefficient for my opinions to matter in execution it actually is a waste of time what I need to do is to make sure that I have the right people and then when I have the right people to make sure that they have the tools first first thing that they clearly understand what I want to achieve
0: Mm
1: -hmm. first thing and then that they have the tools to solve the problem how they see fit, you
0: know? Okay. Um,
1: and so, to answer your question, the, the world is open. After music, I don't know what else. I, wa- I would like to do some movies and be part of, you know, Acting? Choco City's arm. Um, I mean, because I do play that role. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I want to be part of the process of, you know, creating a movie studio that becomes like really popular because I care about movies under the Chocolate City arm um, we're still building our restaurant business mm-hmm, in Chocolate mm-hmm. City so Lagos is about to open and I also am um, interested to make sure that it's very successful because I want to learn you know how how the f business sort of works um, but I'm still very much in the music business and I uh, started something called the Imprints on the Chocolate City so different labels small labels and last year, um, I mean, we started with probably the, the worst raw materials in terms of the funding, the amount of funding we had and the talent that we had as compared to the talent that was popping in the industry at the time. But when I look back at last year with O-Live, with Coronation and Black under Under 100 Crowns, what happened with the Up North Tour and Classic, I can, I'm can i just so excited because like these seats... No, they're sprouted, yeah, yeah, sprouted yeah. Starting and I can look forward to the next three, four, five years and say that, hey, we're gonna have the blueprint for how, as a record able to take your brand and spread it out and allow people actually grow under it. Um. Yeah, and then, I don't know. I don't know if I wanna be married anymore. Have kids anymore? Wow. <laughs> we're too many in our country, so so people can take, so people can take it so off. So we should take
0: the fall. Yeah,
1: I mean, just just sit this one out.
0: I mean <laughs> You know, you yeah. don't have to. Have, it's not like it's not a two-for-one deal. Like you don't have to be married and have kids. You don't have to have kids and be married. Like, you can be one yeah,
1: or the other. Yeah. I, so yeah. Okay. So I, do, I don't know if I want to do either anymore. I'm not sure. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And um, yeah. And hopefully one day maybe I get a job
2: Flutterwave. Flutter. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not to ask about. It's good though. Okay. So if. Yeah. I like this artist, I like his music, and I want him to be successful, make money, right? How best do I consume or buy that music? What's the best way to contribute? Man, the world
1: is so immediate now that whatever you do, even if you download the music for free, and you, which you shouldn't, <laughs> but you shouldn't because it's inefficient for you. Do you know what I'm saying? For you to go to a site that would put your computer at risk, you might as well just sign up for a streaming service and have access to way more music, mm-hmm. cleaner access and more secure access. Mm-hmm. So before it didn't make sense because if you're in Nigeria, to get an original CD at like two thousand naira doesn't actually make sense when I can just buy oh, it for a no, hundred yeah. naira. But now every song costs you maybe ten kobo if you if you're actually using your Apple music yeah. Yeah. properly. Yeah. So but even if you downloaded it for free and you just tweeted about the person or you just told someone, I really like this artist, or you just, you know, in some way, you, you become part of like this, like a ripple that's happening that just adds up to a wave that the artist benefits off of. Um, but I mean, it is good to pick a platform. I think going forward now, like pick a platform, support your artists on the platform, tweet about them. Um, and if the artist has a really special project, then actually buy a physical copy. So like, go to iTunes as opposed to just streaming it. Actually, put a dollar fifty and buy the content. You
2: know. Okay, nice. Another question. Um, so, uh, why aren't artists taking advantage of the clouds? There, have? they have to push, especially their side hustles or other businesses. Like, there's anything that fa- Faust does with this TQ trivia game. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I think like that's like free because you're popular that's like free marketing for you Mm. why why aren't more artists doing stuff selling merch i mean going into fashion and using their popularity to push um sales and revenue and stuff like like everybody just focused on the revenue they can make from music i find it really weird yeah i
1: mean so you have to think about the way it worked before right so like rihanna now she's about to do something with lvmh Mm -hmm. um you have to think about the company LVMH. All the resources and the budgets and the designers that they have to make what seems simple in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You know, our fans, sometimes they talk to us like, why don't you just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you like, can't you see Rihanna? She just, <laughs> like, she signed to like Universal that is like, you know, 60% of the music business worldwide. You know, part of a company that owns video games, owns Mm. TV, cinemas, distribution, owns, do you know what I'm saying? And she's there like, one of their top 10 artists. And then, the biggest fashion house in the world, do you know what I'm saying? That owns also, 20 companies. Mm. You know, Louis Vuitton, Moya Hennessy, you know Mm. like, and then you're like, but Emma, why don't you just, (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? Like, distribute, like I could tell you a hundred reasons why. I think, when I give, My topic of my speech in Rwanda is calling on dreamers. And and, and it's to say that the Nigerian youth are very good at talking about a problem, at completely absolving themselves from responsibility. Mm -hmm. Everyone has has had this conversation about how every young person is not doing anything about politics. Mm -hmm. This country. Like the irony of any young person saying those statements, do you know what I'm saying? Like the irony is is because you are implying that you yourself are doing nothing about it while you're talking about it. You are actually, it's like a Black Mirror episode. You're actually talking about this thing that you are without realizing that you are the thing, right? And we're so good at doing that. The music business has outdone every metric for success. That was set up for it. Everything, everything, everything—it's doing way more than it it should do, without any help or any funding, any structured funding. Mm. There's funding that will help you. There's funding that will bring you down. And again, if you in the business world, you understand what this means. You don't collect money from everyone Mm. because there's money. You—it's money that comes with. I got you. Don't worry. Let's go. (laughs) And when the bank, like in the oil business, you know. There's that I got you money. Like We're giving you this loan, but who's the lawyer you're using? I know the right guy. Do you know this guy that knows the the head of the petroleum minister? There's that kind of money. And then there's money like, "Ah, you don't pay us 30 days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 So we're we're dealing with an industry where a lot of the money is coming coming from people who, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) and the artists are trying. They're trying their best. They're producing themselves, they're building their own studios, they're you know, buying their own software, they're innovating, they're hiring their own managers, training their own managers, you know, trying to build companies, trying to build competency, trying to rally, you know, to speak to legislation that would affect us. We're doing everything else, you know. And um I wish we'd get some help soon. So calling all dreamers out there, if you ever cared about, you know, anything, it's time to show up now, and push this thing forward.
2: So you're saying the music industry alone, the music business alone, is is, is sufficient to um, like it is occupying enough, right? It's doing way more.
1: It's doing way more. In the history of American music, what like the band or Two Face, all these guys have done, it's like maybe three guys, maybe like Jay Z, Dr Dre, and that have made music, made money, and then been part of the solution. So you look at the LD The Don has Play. Um, mm-hmm. What was it play called? Data. Play Data. Play Data. The band has the cream platform. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the band and them had um, Coco Lounge.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Chocolate City have CCX, yeah. have five music, have repeat, repeat publishing. You know what I'm saying? EME now have the agency. Yeah. They're doing stuff nobody does that in america like let's be honest all the artists you make your money you bounce you go home i'm awesome. saying nobody cares nobody's out here like yeah. trying to or you take a job in another record label. but nobody's really trying to solve bigger problems you look at all like the kosan led all the the policies that have moved it's been efeo murigbe aldo mekori polo kugo obiasika those are the guys that were label owners 10 years ago so we're doing way more we're doing way more and again our mm-hmm. I get so angry, I don't know, over the last two years you saw me, I was battling with the press a lot, because they're telling the wrong story. The right story is that these guys are doing an amazing job and they need help. What they're just showing is that this didn't work, haha, ha, it's because this person is a failure, right? And that's not, that's completely wrong and it makes, it allows us to the mis- it completely. Okay, yeah.
2: I think I get that. One more question. <laughs> I'm not sure it's normal, but let's just... Yeah. Let's see.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, what do you think of, okay, Tidal or Spotify? I want you to answer it from this angle. Do you think businesses that actually commercialize art should come from artists because they have like skin in the game? They they understand. They know where it hurts. They know. They want to earn more money. They know. They they want to squeeze as much money as they can from their art, or it should come from like tech people who just see opportunities up and around and just pick them up and just bring them together and Yeah.
1: So Tidal is a tech company and it was started by tech people. Jay-Z is just a businessman that made a business before. He didn't, yeah. okay. he didn't start the idea for Tidal. When he bought Tidal, he already had 3 million subscribers, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. He, wow. It was not his idea. It wasn't. He didn't start it. Mm-hmm. The Jay-Z angle is just about saying, it's not about the fact that he's an artist, it's about the fact that he was told as a black artist, this is not your place. Oh, and so that's the angle for him but I don't expect him to be there as an artist because the software would fail do you, know, do you know what I'm saying I expect him to be there as serious about Tidal as the Spotify guys are about yeah. Spotify he needs to become a tech guy for Tidal to work or have someone there that's a tech guy um, but there is a narrative around it that we support you know which is that why are you being told that you don't belong here you know, just because you're you know from Marcy Projects you're a black guy oh this is not for you you know um, I think that in America especially you see where young people are talking across the aisles. You know? Um, Kim Kardashian will make emojis or make apps that will sell You know, on the app store. You know, they're talking across the aisle. It may, it may not seem like that all the time but they're communicating. Drake was on every playlist the cover of every playlist on Spotify when his album came out mm. he did a billion streams in a day I think, <laughs> I, think I, I mean the numbers may be wrong a week maybe but I think it was a day, but it's, they're, they're discussing they're talking how do we how do we stop the world? How do we do something that's amazing? The tech guys and the musicians are sitting together you know and in Nigeria our the the music business is treated like like a child about to do a recital, you know hey, okay, are you ready with your poem? Mm. Are you ready? Do you know what to say? Okay, we're going to open the door for you. Okay, but just sit here and wait for us, okay? Uh, okay, go and stand there. Good job. So nobody nobody believes that an artist could tell them more about marketing than the marketing guys could There's not a single digital company in Nigeria. Like the Bartel Cypher that we just did, you know. Purely organic. We spent less than 500,000 from top to bottom to do everything. You know what I'm saying? And it's just content driven which is why this is so dope that you find creative people when they got this job I was like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. Super creative, like attacks a problem, I'll give her, yeah, don't worry, like, you <laughs> like, <laughs> give her, like when she worked with me for the first like two years I would give her a different thing to figure out every, <laughs> like every three months. I'd be like, I don't understand this, go and figure <laughs> this out for me and tell me, in three months, explain to me what I need to know. And, um, I think there's one the last thing you were doing for you left. You were like, okay, I enjoy this more. Um, but in the music business, we just we know so much because we're trying. We really, we really deeply understand what's going on on social media okay. in a way that companies don't. Mm-hmm. So you go look at banks that are spending like paying people to do their social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, just one girl from a Ag- giggy, like Candy Blix. Yeah. just shooting videos every day and doing content is beating your numbers hands down mm-hmm. without any funding mm-hmm. without any funding mm-hmm. and we need to stop that like oh okay music oh you guys are doing music come and sit down okay because when I walk into a lot of time I walk into banks I walk into and look at their communication strategy I'm like it's about to be half a billion down the drain nobody's going to connect to this mm-hmm. you know? mm. um, and so when we start really talking then more value will be captured I talk all over the place, Abi. I'm sorry. No, Because no, I was actually going
2: to say, we recently just like realized this, which was when GB, as our CEO, went to sit with um, Mr. Easy about his concert. And he came back and was like, "See, Easy knows this thing. He told us what to do, like how to do it, how to push his concert, how he wants us to like collect payments and everything." And I was skeptical because it was like ghana this yeah. Ghanaian concert and everything, and it sold out right yeah. you guys went you were still selling tickets there and everything then after the concert, people came back to me and you're like this easy guy he knows what he's doing he did this he partnered with these guys and everything i think since then we've changed our approach to how we like reach out to, to, to people yeah so the
1: thing about like easy is such a special special guy he's you know what I was talking about saying, like in history they'll say there's a guy called Emma that uh-huh. I think Easy Easy is going to be one of the guys that will, you know, may God be yeah. with him and give him <laughs> and give him you know the resources yeah. he needs. He's super special. But again, as I was saying, like like before Blackberry left, he said Alicia Keys, tell us what to do, mm. and companies need to start to do that more. You understand? To just tell somebody, hey, this is what we want to do this year. Help us. us do it and before companies were like we need to be clean cut we can't attach to this brand or whatever Mm. today the social media has opened everything if you if any ceo comes and says i'm a clean cut guy we'll find you so
0: people
1: people are looking for like more human element right and so those fears are no longer there like you see like sterling bank had the moment of last year by being messy things that banks would never ever do. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of the banks are trying to, and then GTVs, I think on the co- consumer front, they're winning because they're actually messing with their customers. Yeah. They do the food fair, they do yeah. like, yeah. GTV awesome. is the place where if I have a show, I could walk up to them at the last moment and be like, bro, I need help, please help me. MD, and yeah. the, the MD would be like, okay, you know what? We can find some money and we can support you, right? I think the, the future is there. And the people that are on the front edge of culture are like entertainers and artists. Yeah. They know how to communicate. So. People need to start having. I was joking about having a job, but really, like, you need to start having like people that have been purely creative come and sit down here in the
2: office.
1: I mean, look at what Apple did with Apple Music. They just called Jimmy Iveen and said, "What should we do?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, he's completely a label guy, dealt with artists his whole life. Never been a tech guy. Yeah.
2: So, um, what's one thing you think people don't know about the Nigerian music industry? Something people need to know more like I feel like being the inside guy you should the kind of insight you have about I mean I'm sure there are some things you think people should know about
1: yeah I just uh-huh. think that we're missing all the amazing stories like we just have a narrative that's not the real like the real work that's happening okay. like you know like really come and sit down in the studio and see like am oh, I this is his twelfth year in Lagos in this career and I'm learning editing Do you know what I'm saying
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like in in tech, for instance, you see those stories being told. Yeah, mm-hmm. there'll be a camera, the pan. They sit down like the next thing we're trying to conquer. <laughs> <laughs> guys, who T-shirts, like, my staff—we're all one team. Uh, you know, high five, you know, He build you know, that company. Like when he finishes, goes into a meeting. They're like, "Look, we don't pay this money by doing this." Everybody's like, you know. Um, so, and I, I sort of blame media about that because. A lot of what artists say about themselves is just taken with a grain of salt. People believe that's always a front. But our media in Nigeria is completely focused on, like, okay. um, like what do they call that thing? Clickbait. Oh. right? Yeah. They're completely focused on clickbait. So I'll give an example. It's a little bit of a petty example. Mm-hmm. But like two years ago, there was an article that came out where they said, Tiny Entertainment at the new Chocolate City. Right? Chocolate City is failing. Tiny Entertainment at the New Chocolate City. Mm-hmm. And it was on YC's page, I tweeted at him, I said, take this p- page down. And the blogs had fun with it, ha ha ha, we're telling the truth, we're saying, ended up in me, step after step, ending up on this podcast with Osage yelling at each other, yeah. me telling him, calling them out, you guys are terrible writers, whatever. Mm. The reason why, it's not because Chocolate City doesn't have problems or challenges, but because it's a lie. It's a lie. Chocolate City had the majority shareholders of Five Music. Five Music was at the time the exclusive provider aggregator for Etisalat. Chocolate City had was about to open CCX in Abuja. This is about like a million dollar investment in Abuja. The first of five, we're about to open Lagos in the next couple months. We're about to open Lagos, right? Our music business, it's cash wise because we're really about the money. We're struggling cash wise, as I'm sure any business, yeah, yeah, yeah. any SME yeah. is. Yeah. But when you come to an artist, there's 30 artists every day walking in and out. We have so many artists, we are actually slowing down on signing artists. We have the biggest staff strength in the office. We have young people that are innovating, trying to solve problems. And you can you can have your opinion about it if you've done the research, if you're a media. You know what I'm saying? If you're a media, I hold you to a high standard. You have to say the truth. Whether you like it or not, you have to at least do the due diligence of coming to sit down. So say whatever you want to say about about me after you've done the research mm-hmm. and if you're telling the truth. And so a lot of times that's what I find, like the whiskey, you know, baby mama drama mm-hmm. issue or whatever, everybody talks about it, talk about the clickbait and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what's the real story about Wiz? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the real story about oh, David? Are the great fathers because they did this to two-face and two-face you know Mm -hmm. has shown to be a great family man and what's the really how is david actually getting it done what's the relationship with david and asa Mm -hmm. how do they work Mm -hmm. how do they they have a hundred million views on one video Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for right how do they do it what's that story
0: okay no. Are you done with your no, seven thousand questions? <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. You know those times when people were talking and then you went quiet for a bit <laughs> and then Twitter, <laughs> all those things. How did you? Man,
1: my toughest moments. This person, I hope you don't put this on under. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want to? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. But my pres- my toughest moment in terms of a real leadership, like the the moments I've known that. I've really understood what leadership is. Is where I'm being blamed for something that's not my fault.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking Absolutely.
1: about. Absolutely. But I can't say anything. And I understand that it needs to be my fault for the public narrative.
0: Huge thanks to Emma Abaga for featuring on the first episode of The Wave. We hope you enjoy the show. The Wave is hosted by me, Wendy, with assistance from Hamza, Shion, Ted, Lanre, with music by TMXO. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us and share with a friend. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at The Wave Podcast. Until next time, stay curious.